Need to get your football fix on all things Army, Navy, and Air Force? This is Yards and Stripes Service Academy Football. Now, here's your host, Price Atkinson. All right, welcome into Yards and Stripes, your home for Service Academy Football. It is Christmas week as we get you ready for the upcoming bowl games with with Navy and Air Force set set to do battle. Air Force on Friday night this week, and then certainly the Naval Academy next week on New Year's Eve. We're going to preview those games, but we are going to take a look back at the Army-Navy game that transpired in Philadelphia. What a season it has been for the midshipmen turning things around. We will look back on that game, some of the sounds, uh, the way that one transpired there in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field, the Commander-in-Chief Trophy going to Annapolis, back to Annapolis this season after spending time at West Point. We will recap that game, but we will preview the upcoming bowl games. As Air Force, they're going to be in action, the number 24 Falcons this Friday against Washington State in the Cheez-It Bowl. And we'll look ahead to number 23 Navy's matchup against Kansas State out of the Big 12. That one on New Year's Eve at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. So we got a lot to do. We got a lot to preview. Our guest this week, Troy Calhoun, the head coach of the Air Force Falcons. What a season it's been for 10 and 2 Air Force as Coach Calhoun and the Falcons have engineered a turnaround of their own back in bowl play uh, after missing out on the last couple seasons. Again, they will be taking on the Washington State Cougars in the Pirates, uh, led by Mike Leach himself. We will do that uh, coming up a little bit later and talking with Coach Troy Calhoun, a great interview from Arizona as they are midway in bowl preparation. And you know what we'll do in wrapping up this episode of Yards and Stripes with our Travis Mannion Foundation Honor Roll segment. So we got a whole lot to do. Uh, this week as we are barreling down the stretch, not much more to go during this 2019 college football season, but the postseason is here. But before we get into the postseason, let's look back on the Army-Navy game in Philadelphia. The Commander-in-Chief Trophy is going to have a new home this season. Navy winning the CIC Trophy, snapping a three-game losing streak to the Army Black Knights in Philadelphia, getting a 31-7 win as Navy improves to 10-2 this season, Army dropping to 5-8 in the 128th Army-Navy game. Navy capturing the CIC Trophy for the 16th time all-time, including 11 of the last 17 seasons. And boy, what a show it was. And it was called the Malcolm Perry Show. Where have we heard this before? The senior out of Tennessee, boy, an electrifying performance, 304 yards, two touchdowns as the senior class from the Naval Academy gets their first win over Army, going out winners in the Army-Navy game. As the Black Knights in this game, they were trying for the first four-game winning streak since winning four in a row from 93 to 96, but... They don't get it done. It's the Navy offense behind Malcolm Perry that rushed for 395 yards. Every single yard except one in the game came on the ground for the midshipmen. While Navy's defense, you talk about an outstanding performance by Malcolm Perry on offense, 304 yards, only the fourth quarterback ever to rush for over 300 yards. Well, the Navy defense was every bit just as good, led by Jackson Pittman on the defensive line holding Army to just 123 yards rushing, well below their 311.7 yards per game. Let's just tell you how it happened really quickly. Army put together their best drive of the day uh, as they hold Navy on their first drive, get the ball right back, and then Christian Anderson getting the nod from Jeff, head coach Jeff Munkin in the coaching staff at quarterback with Kelvin Hopkins nursing an injured hamstring. Christian Anderson not informed until just, what, two days before the game that he would be the starter. But, boy, his best moments came on that first drive that Army had the ball, leading an 18-play, 78-yard drive that took almost 11 minutes off the clock that was capped by a Christian Anderson five-yard touchdown run with 27 seconds to go in the first quarter, giving Army their 7 to nothing lead, the only lead that Army would have all day. Then the Malcolm Perry show got revved up. A 55-yard touchdown run, his first again of two touchdowns in the game from 55 yards out, goes down the far sideline, sidestepping a couple would-be tacklers. That tied the game at 7-7, to but the one pass attempted in the game for Navy and the only passing yard, here's where it came. This audio courtesy of CBS Sports. First and goal. This is Malcolm Perry now, an end around to Chance Warren. He'll throw it. And Carruthers 
Malcolm Perry hands to Jamel Carruthers, and then Carruthers throws a a one-yard touchdown pass to Chance Warren. Felt like the ball was probably in the air for an eternity before it came down. Warren holds on with it with six seconds left as Navy goes 91 yards on 12 plays, 436 off the clock to take a 14-7 lead into the halftime break. In the third quarter, Jamel Carruthers, his lone touchdown of the game, that one came from five yards out with 450 three to go as that gave Navy a two touchdown lead and one that you felt if you watched the game and I'm sure many of you did that it just would not be a lead that they would relinquish with the Navy defense playing so well. Nichols would hit a a 37-yard field goal for Navy uh, with 12.45 to go in the fourth quarter, pushing the lead to 24-7. to Then as the clock's winding down midway through the fourth quarter, the Navy defense comes up with another big stop. They turned Army over twice on the day, but again, they hold the Black Knights to just 148 yards of total offense. This on fourth and three, Jackson Pittman, the outstanding defensive lineman for the Naval Academy, making the stop and getting the turn over on downs. And they get it. Guess who? And it's Jackson Pittman. <laughs> Guess who? Give him the chain himself. He almost had it on third down, and he gets it on fourth down. He almost had the handoff. He did. Again, that audio courtesy of CBS Sports. And as the game would wind down, Malcolm Perry would tack on a 15-yard touchdown run for good measure with 142 to go. 31-7 to is your final score in the game. Again, Malcolm Perry not attempting a pass as that Philly specialist, it's like to, call, like to be called, nicknamed after what the Eagles ran, they are in that very same stadium. That one proving to be a huge difference in giving Navy just a huge shot in the arm going into the locker room uh, at halftime. As I mentioned, you'll hear from Coach Munkin in just a minute. Christian Anderson getting the start at quarterback. Uh, big decision there. Uh, but in the football game, Malcolm Perry, 304 yards, passing Napoleon McCallum for the single-season rushing mark at Navy, now with 1,804 yards, also became the single-season leader in total offense for the Naval Academy with 2,830 one yards. Here's Coach Ken Niamatololo, who now becomes the winningest coach in Army-Navy history with nine wins. Here's what Coach Niamat had to say about his electrifying quarterback. Um, we're grateful that, you know, that he came. He's been a great leader. He's the most humble kid. I mean, here's a guy that's rushed 4,000 yards three straight years, and you would think he's a welcome, you know, the way he carries himself. But well, that's our team. We're a team of humble kids. We work hard. Um, you know, happy for our team, but I, I feel probably most proud that our guys are playing the right way. We all can play well. We want this game. We want 10 games. Our kids graduate. We got great grades. We do things right in the community. And so, of all the things, I'm just proud that our team chooses to And in today's world of sports, it's all about winning. You know, people will do whatever it takes to win. And I'm grateful that we have a team and an institution that believes in doing the right thing and making right choices. And it's not just about doing it's about doing the right thing. It's just start with Malcolm. Where is his? Now, audio courtesy of Navy Athletics. On the flip side, Coach Jeff Munkin certainly licking their wounds as Army finishes the season 5-8, and eight, and that Commander-in-Chief trophy will not stay in West Point this year. You know, he just tipped his hat. Here's some audio from him tipping his hat and, and just thanking the good, the good stars above that Malcolm Perry will no longer be in a Navy uniform. And also the decision to go with Christian Anderson at quarterback instead of the senior in Kelvin Hopkins, Jr., they're an extremely well-coached football team. I think Kenny Niamatololo is one of the great football coaches in our game, and, and uh, I couldn't be happier to see Malcolm Perry graduate. He, uh, he's a terrific player, and, uh, I mean, he just he ran through us today. There uh, wasn't much we could do about it, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the only one. They, they – uh, they did a good job just running the football in general, blocking us, keeping us blocked. And, and on the other hand, we didn't do that effectively at all except for one drive. We had one really good drive in the first half, and, uh, and that was about the extent of it. So really disappointed, disappointed in today's loss, disappointed in this season, and uh, you know, really not many words to say.
I don't reveal injuries because I think that that just helps the opponent prepare. Um, but Kelvin pulled his hamstring against Hawaii and didn't practice until Thursday, like two days ago, Thursday. So he, he taking a lot of mental reps and sitting in the meetings and all those things, but it's, it's really difficult to be ready if, if you've got one day of practice in for, for a big game like this. And he could run, but he wasn't going to be able to turn it loose and, and just open up. Um, and so to give us the best chance to win, we thought it, it was to go with, with Christian. All right, that's the Army head coach, Jeff Munkin, after the game and another thrilling uh, game. And it, regardless uh, who wins, you know, if you've been in that stadium, you, you just know what a special day that is. And certainly it is about uh, the win at the end, you know, for uh, the winning team to sing second, which Navy obviously got to do in this case and snapping that that losing streak. But it's just an electrifying day uh, because it is called America's game for a reason. And that's because everybody can stand and cheer for both teams in Army and Navy. All right, time to give out our game ball. This will not be a tough decision this week, folks. Pretty cut and dry. And it's Perry behind Carruthers. First down, side set, inside the 40. He might take it. Malcolm Perry, maybe touchdown. That audio courtesy of CBS Sports, and you heard it right there. An electric game for the senior Malcolm Perry, 304 yards in the football game, including two touchdowns. That one you just heard right there, 55 yards to begin the third quarter with 13 minutes to go in the second stanza as Navy gets on the board, ties the game uh, on Malcolm Perry's 55-yard touchdown run. Uh, What a sidestep, just what a game for the senior uh, out of Tennessee as Malcolm Perry and the senior class get that first win over Army. Uh, But as we mentioned, you know, some of the statistics in this football game is, is Malcolm Perry, you know, sets. He didn't attempt a single pass in the game, uh, but he ran for 304 yards, a single game record. Uh, Malcolm Perry passing the great Napoleon Callum for the single season rushing mark now with 1,804 yards besting Malcolm uh, Napoleon McCallum's mark from 1983 of 1,587 yards. He also became the single-season leader in Navy school history in total offense in a single season now with 2,831 uh, yards of total offense. Also uh, became the career leader in rushing yards in the Army-Navy series. So that single-game record, a slew of records that Malcolm Perry sets 304 yards, the fourth quarterback ever to go over 300-yard rushing. Malcolm Perry is one of those four that does it as Navy snaps that three-game losing streak to Army to win the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Congratulations to Malcolm Perry on another game ball and an electric season. When we come back, time to talk with our featured guest, Troy Calhoun, the head coach of the Air Force Falcons. We'll talk with him about his team getting ready to face Washington State coming up later this week out in Arizona at the Cheez-It Bowl. Troy Calhoun, the head coach of the Air Force Falcons, coming up next right here on Yards and Stripes. The latest with Navy, Army, and Air Force on Yards and Stripes Service Academy Football. Here again is Price Atkinson. All right, happy holidays and welcome back in to Yards and Stripes, your home for Service Academy football. And now we're going to go out to Arizona and talk with Coach Troy Calhoun, the head coach of the Air Force Falcons, and a magical season it's been for Air Force coach at 10-2. and two, You finished second in the Mountain West uh, you know, division, the Mountain Division, and it's just a fantastic way this has all played out as you guys are now uh, preparing. Bowl prep is underway. You guys are going to play Friday against Washington State. We'll get to that in a minute, but you know, welcome back in. It's always a pleasure to to have the time, and and certainly happy holidays to you and your family, Coach. Well, thanks, Price, and you the same. Always really, really enjoy visiting, and uh, 
golly, it's uh, it's never bad when we get to do it during this time of year either. Absolutely not. And when you're playing in the postseason, that's what it's all about because, you know, obviously the last couple seasons you all missed out. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, sometimes everybody talks about you don't know what it's got till it's gone. And in this case, not having postseason play the last two years, but now you get it back. And, you know, how do you how do you kind of review this in terms of reward versus another opportunity and, and certainly a way to test yourself and gain momentum going into the offseason, Coach? Well, I think, you know, you look at more than anything else, you realize how hard it is to do it once, yep. you know, to be able to play in the postseason. That's why it's, I want to say it's magical, but uh, certainly it's a, uh, it, it is gigantic. If you can get the six wins and get the bowl eligibility just you know, a single time in that regard. And uh, that's why you appreciate the chance to get to play another game, especially uh, here around the holidays. Absolutely. As you guys prepare for Washington State and the Cheez-It Bowl on Friday there at Chase Field in Phoenix. And, you know, you're out there, bowl preparation fully underway uh, in Arizona as you guys have been practicing, getting it, uh, you know, I guess really when it comes to the bowl game, I, do you like Cheez-Its, Coach? I'm a, I'm a guy that loves Cheez-Its. <laughs> or, or have you had your fill of them, literally? Well, no, no, I'll tell you what, they are a great snack, and uh, to this day, I know my wife still puts them inside the kids' lunches, so uh, goodness, I mean, I, I think we could, we probably couldn't have found a better match in that regard, and then, you know, probably the other part, too, that's pretty neat, uh, we're in an area of the country this week that's uh, really, really close to so many of our airmen, down at yep. davis Monthan Air Force Base, down in Tucson, yep. and then over here on the west side of Phoenix here at Luke Air Force Base, and so... We've had a good number of former players uh, that have been over here flying F-16s at Luke, and, you know, that part of it's pretty darn cool. Yeah, and, you know, to have that local, have, you know, you know, a couple Air Force bases, like you said, that are right there at your fingertips, you know, you're going to have a lot of built-in fan base, so to speak, if, if you will, there, you know, on Friday. But the chance to have some former players to come back and maybe watch some practices, maybe sit down and have a meal with or a breakfast or whatnot, and, you know, maybe even a chance, what about for your team? to to visit with some active duty uh, you know service personnel who you know while stationed here right now might be heading off you know after the holidays what kind of opportunity is that for you your staff and your players coach Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great, great point, Price. I mean, for us to have a good number of our former players here, mm -hmm. uh, golly, I mean, to, to, you know, you got a former player that was a great linebacker that's now a doctor in the area. You have a former player that uh, is in our Air Force Academy Athletic Hall of Fame that lives here. And so for those guys to come out to practice and offer a little extra counsel, we'll always take a little help when it comes to the coaching part of it, but our players too. You know, Arizona in Phoenix especially, but the the state has been really good to you in recruiting and before we get to you know the matchup and everything and preparation you know now you can't host any kind of kids you can't um, you can't do any you know official recruiting duties so to speak while you're there but you know it's been a state that's been very good to you is there any chance to connect with any you know high school coaches while you're there or is, or is all this time pretty much focused on nothing but bowling game prep well, you know what? We, we have, and uh, we got a good number of guys. I think we have seven guys that are on the trip with us that are mm -hmm. from right here in Arizona. And, uh, you know, it's been an area that's been healthy for us, and it will continue to be down the road just because of some of the population growth that's occurred here. In addition to, you know, having bases in this area, which leads to a little more patriotism, too. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, with National Signing Day last Wednesday, how did you come out of it feeling? I mean, clearly, you know, we all know that, you know, recruits it to a service academy, they don't sign, you know, national letters in 10. It's certainly different, and, you know, you're kind of, basically forbidden to a degree I mean not forbidden to a degree but from commenting on prospects but when you take it, the totality of it how did you come out of last Wednesday feeling as you turn the page and kind of get ready to maybe finish it off in, in February yeah price really really pleased I mean just a, a great great start uh, with this group of high school seniors and uh, and yet we also know that we still got a few more uh, to be able to work yep. certainly during the month of January but uh, I mean you, you know for us we are the ultimate national university uh, if you will mm -hmm. uh, just because we are gonna we're gonna we're gonna work all five time zones of the United States yep all right coach as we continue with Troy Calhoun the head coach of the Air Force Falcons 89 Air Force grad and 
you know, talk about patriotism. I know that's something you've got uh, as serving in the United States Air Force and, you know, being an academy grad yourself, having played for the Falcons. And as you guys get ready to play Washington State and Mike Leach's team out of the Pac-12, what's Arizona been like so far for your team since arriving and beginning the work and preparation for Friday's game? Yeah, Price, you know, been really pleased. We've had two days of work here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of our guys arrived somewhere late morning, right around noon on uh, Saturday. So that was two days ago and uh, had a really, really good walkthrough over at the uh, practice facility. Had a good practice yesterday. And then uh, today uh, is really every day is imperative. Don't get me wrong, especially when you're asking a coach. Yeah. But uh, today we'll go out in full gear, which uh, and I think what adds a little more to it is, you know, you haven't played in a few weeks. So sure. how well you carry your pads, the contact work that you have, and just fundamentally, you know, the emphasis that has to take place. You know, it's something you mentioned right there I'm curious about because I've heard come, some coaches say that they don't like bye weeks, you know, that it can disrupt momentum when you've got it. I mean, it obviously clearly gives you a chance to heal if you've got injuries, but if you're playing well, you know, it might uh, to a degree throw you off that rhythm, you know, sometimes you don't want to, you know, stop playing. And you I mean, obviously have no control when it comes to the end of the regular season and, you know, a bowl game and where that destination is, this being the Cheez-It Bowl in, in Arizona. But, I mean, having one seven straight to finish the season, do you, is that something, any kind of concern, uh, you know, with that momentum you're just roaring down the stretch with after having now a little bit of time, you know, the kids scatter a little bit, get to go home, see families, now come back uh, to begin this prep? Well, Price, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'd like to have that concern more often in the future because <laughs> that, means, that means we're playing a game this time of year. Yeah, which, absolutely. Uh, you know, there are years you won't play a, t- a game during this, you know, during December, and maybe there are some seasons where you are. So uh, I hope that problem is uh, is one that we have to encounter, and I hope this isn't the only time for Air Force football here, whether it's uh, this season or, uh, you know, or 30 years from now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you get ready for Washington State I'm curious how well do you know coach Mike Leach you know he likes to throw it a ball throw it around a lot he has you know everywhere he's been as a you know disciple of that air raid offense but you know how well do you know each other uh, and have you guys ever talked about the triple option because I read where he he said he was somewhat fascinated with and used it as a part of a course he taught last spring um you know on campus in Pullman Wow. You know what? I have not. Uh, I really have never had a chance to visit with him. We did briefly mm-hmm. uh, right after the bowl intro on that Sunday afternoon after the announcement occurred. Right. Uh, but have not at all. I mean, I have nothing. But, I mean, just the results uh, are beyond. I mean, <laughs> really well, well passed. I mean, just extraordinary. You know, you look, uh, you go back to the time they spent a small little school there in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were in South Georgia, did a, I mean, a sensational job at Kentucky. Uh, there at Oklahoma the one year. I mean, just how much instantly. I mean, the adrenaline and the juice and, you know, the change in terms of uh, what they did at Oklahoma. They're, uh, yeah. like what that would have been in 2000. And then, I mean, the job that occurred at Texas Tech and then here at Washington State. I mean, they mm-hmm. did very, very well coached uh, in an extremely talented team, too. You know, with the extremely talented is something that their quarterback, Anthony Gordon, a guy that, that has taken over in his first season, you know, 72% completion percentage. I, I know he's, he, he's thrown some picks, I believe 15, 16 interceptions, but, you know, I I guess I would imagine that's probably given keeping some of your defensive staff up a little bit later at night, thinking about <laughs> the preparation for a guy's explosive, but that can get rid of the ball so quickly. Does it help in any way? They're a little bit different, clearly, with what they run, but does playing in the Mountain West and some of these passing aerial attacks, does it help at all get ready for something that Washington State does, or is it completely different? Well, you know, I think it can a little bit, uh, uh-huh. and yet at the same time, I mean, you know, the part where, I mean, just when you look at it comprehensively, what they do, I mean, their offensive line is really, really, really good. Yep. And, uh, you know, you look at how, how rarely there's any kind of pressure mm-hmm. uh, near the quarterback. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, just how quickly the ball comes out and how accurate he is when he throws and, 
you know, in the distribution. I mean, how often do you play a team? What do they have? Like seven guys that have at least 500 yards in receptions. And, you know, you look still at the yards per rush, how effective they are in that regard. And the ball goes forward. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of times you play teams that are uh, primarily passing teams and they have some minus yardage plays where they don't at all, you know, and then certainly the back, uh, the different ways that they use him. I mean, you can say, well, yeah, they're, they're good guys across the country. They do a good job of, you know, catching balls out of the backfield and have mm-hmm. 15, 17 catches. Well, guess what? He's got a few more than 15 yeah. or 17. <laughs> Well, Coach, you know, I, the triple option clearly, you, you understand, is something you've run forever. And, and they're, you know, ball control is one of the biggest parts of it. And, and I'm kind of curious, you know, when it comes to time of possession, something that you guys have dominated in one in every game, I think, but two this year. How important is, you know, on offense, kind of your offense being somewhat of a secondary defense? Because what the idea when you play at Washington State is that you want to minimize possessions that your defensive unit will have to face. Well, you, you know, you look at it, I, I think more than anything else, you, you want to be able to earn some first downs offensively uh-huh. uh, just to be able to stay on the field. It does allow you, you know, to make a few adjustments on the sideline. And uh, and yet, goodness, I mean, they, they, they've had some games now where their offense has been out there, you know, 90-some snaps and there's 65 pass attempts mm-hmm. literally. And, uh, you know, that means that, that is an awful lot of running, yep. you know, that's involved for your defense. So uh, we've taken conditioning to heart all season long and certainly we've carried that forth here i mean yesterday ask our guys if we ran a little bit because yeah. uh, we did and uh and so you know it, it's going to take a complete team effort and uh and yet it always does here at the air force academy it's just going to take sure. maybe a little more uh for when we when we kick it off on a friday night all right, as we get ready to wrap it up with Coach Troy Calhoun from the Air Force Academy, you know, I asked you this before, Coach, earlier in the season, and a lot of times you, you can't figure this out, certainly in the preseason. Sometimes it's halfway through a season. But at the end of the season, really, as you got one game left, what type of identity have you figured out or does this team have? You know, great, great question, just because every year it's got to be a little bit different. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you just your personnel changes. And really, your matchups change too in yep. terms of who you play. And uh, I mean, we're, we're big believers. Certainly, you have a system, you have a foundation. Yet at the same time, you also got to be able to game plan. I mean, that's just part of coaching. Sure. I think especially here at the Air Force Academy, and uh, you know, for us, we've been able to play the run pretty effectively. Uh, now we'll have a different set of challenges that are involved on Friday night and how the balls run. Uh, I think the other part, uh, you know, just just being especially when it comes to it, when we throw it, we need to be able to hit some big balls down the field also on the passing game, but still being able to earn some first downs. All right, coach, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Isaiah Sanders, um, you know, local kid, obviously from right there in Colorado Springs. I know familiar, you're intimately familiar with him having, you know, played, I believe with your son there. I know at Palmer Ridge high school, you know, an incredible young man, a leader, a future officer in the United States air force, a finalist for Jason Witten, man of the year, the Werfel award, a Rhodes scholar candidate, just kind of encapsulate Isaiah Sanders, just what type of kid, athlete, and future officer, and not only future officer, just a leader that he is. Yeah, he is, Price. I mean, exceptional in every single regard. I mean, the heart that he has. I mean, as we're recording this right now, he's yep. at the Boys and Girls Club wow. here in Phoenix going to see uh, some of the young kids over there. And it's just something he's asking all the time for, hey, how, how are there different things that we can be involved uh, in terms of our community service representative? And, uh, I mean, he's that that's his soul. And mm-hmm. yet at the same time, how he finds a few minutes to, to also do so well academically. I mean, it just says – an immense about not only about Isaiah, but how well he was, uh, how well he was raised by his family too. All right. Last question for you, coach uh, plan for Christmas day, Christmas Eve, you know, how are you and the staff players going to celebrate the holiday? I know you got what a workout mid afternoon, I believe on, on each day as you get ready for, for kickoff on Friday, how, how are you going to let the kids kind of, uh, you know, enjoy Christmas a little bit uh, around the work you guys are there to do? Yeah, you know what's really neat is um, that that day uh, on Mm -hmm. Christmas, uh, on the 25th of December, we're going to send over 50 guys uh, to go help some other kids have Christmas. Maybe that aren't 
you know, real fortunate in that regard and provide them a few gifts and more than else to spend time with them. And I like that because I think yep. what it does more than else and our players do too, yep. uh, is rather than being about things, um, the heart and the soul and the way they think about other people. I mean, just uh, that's who we want here at the United States Air Force Academy. Well, Coach, I have 15 minutes with you on, on game week. It, it's an honor. Seriously, it just, it's an ult- ultimate pleasure uh, to have just some time to catch up with you and, and just to wish you happy holidays and Merry Christmas as you guys get ready for Washington State. And certainly good luck to, to you and your team wrapping up this magical season that you guys have had. Thanks so much, Price, and you make sure you enjoy the holidays, too. Thanks so much, Coach Troy Calhoun, the head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Coach T. Calhoun, as they get ready to take on Washington State in the Cheez-It Bowl Friday evening kickoff in Phoenix at Chase Field, 10.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just a great interview uh, with Coach Calhoun right there. And we're going to get into We're going to preview both the bowl games coming up, including the Cheez-It Bowl as number 24 Air Force gets ready to take on Washington State out of the Pac-12 on Friday night. And then next week on New Year's Eve, number 23 Navy going to take on Kansas State out of the Big 12. We're going to preview both those games coming up when we come back right here on Yards and Stripes, your home for Service Academy football. It's everything you need to know about Service Academy football. Yards and Stripes continues. Here again is Price Atkinson. What bowl season is going to be a lot of fun for Navy and Air Force. We're going to get to those previews here in just a second, but a couple news and notes to pass along before we get into these bowl previews and matchups. Uh, to pass along, Coach Kenny Amatololo, winner of the 2019 Stallings Award given to uh, – humanitarian and coaching excellence. He was also named a finalist for the 2019 Paul Bear Bryant Award, recognizing the country's top college football coach for their contributions on and off the field. Down in or out in Colorado Springs, I should say, Isaiah Sanders, uh, an amazing season uh, that he has had. You heard me ask and talk with Troy Calhoun about him. He's named a finalist for the Jason Witten Man of the Year Award in his work that he does off the field, so congratulations to Isaiah Sanders. Uh, just to let you know, uh, tickets for both bowl games, if you want to get tickets for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl that the Naval Academy playing in, 1-800-US-4-NAVY or check out NavySports.com. You can also buy tickets and donate them uh, to a midshipman for midshipmen to attend and make that trip to Memphis. You're interested in tickets to the Cheez-It Bowl coming up this Friday. Obviously, you can get tickets online to GoAirForceFalcons.com, 719 As both these teams going to go into their respective bowl games, ranked in the top 25, Air Force sitting at number 24 as they will be taking on Washington State again. We talked with Coach Calhoun about that moments earlier. Friday night, 10.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff in the Cheez-It Bowl out in Arizona at Chase Field, home of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The 27th all-time bowl game for the Falcons, sporting a 12-13-1 record, including 4-5 under head coach Troy Calhoun. Air Force is 1-4 all-time against the Pac-12 in bowl games. The last time they played a Pac-12 opponent in the postseason was 2015 in the Armed Forces Bowl that the Falcons came up short to the Cal Bears, 55-36. But this will be the second opponent from the Pac-12 that Air Force will face this season as they beat Colorado, you remember, back on September the 14th. And this will also be the 50th all-time game against the Pac-12. First time for Air Force in the Cheez-It Bowl. They did play in the Copper Bowl, what was named the Copper Bowl uh, years ago. But the Falcons coming into this game against 6-6 six and six Washington State is a three-point favorite at last check. you got to think this bowl game is going to be a lot more aesthetically pleasing this year with offenses, the the you know, the on the menu, so to speak, uh, in big, flavorful ways. And unlike last year, when TCU and Cal combined for nine interceptions in TCU's ten to seven win in overtime. But head coach Mike Leach, the head coach of the Washington State Cougars, one in eight all-time versus spread teams in his last nine bowl games, in what will be the first all-time meeting between these two schools in Air Force ten and two in Washington State. 
six and six. Here's what head coach Mike Leach had to say about facing the triple option of the Air Force Academy. I've always liked that offense. Nobody uh, uh, has ever consistently stopped. Uh, you know, people have gotten tired of wishbone and triple option concepts, but nobody's ever really stopped them. Um, and uh, you know, and when, when we started designing the air raid. Um, we drew a lot from that, uh, you know, distribution of the ball to all the positions and then also attacking the space. And I think they do a really good job of that. And I've always liked that offense. It's always been curious to me because I always thought Georgia Tech did a really good job of it. And, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, but, uh, yeah, I'm a little surprised at that, I guess. Yeah, I think the, the only negative uh, – that I can see is, uh, and they do, you know, if they get behind, uh, um, it's it's tough to just drop back and throw it when, if they absolutely have to. But no, you can definitely get explosives with it, and they always have. Uh, teams will get explosives with it, and they're better at attacking. They're better at attacking downfield, I think, than they get credit for because uh, between the dive and then the quarterback attacking the perimeter, some of those pitches take place downfield a ways, and then. Once the pitch goes, then, you know, then that guy gets out. I mean, it's tough. That's the Pirate himself, Mike Leach, as Washington State ninth in the country in points per game scored, but they do give up a lot of points, ranking 96 in points allowed. Uh, but this is a game that would give Air Force eight straight win to finish the season, tying the fourth longest streak in school history. It would also give them a chance to have what would be their best season going back since 1998. We talked to you a little bit about that earlier. Should have a, a nice, flavorful crowd from the Air Force side of things with a couple local bases there, Air Force bases that Coach Troy Calhoun talked about. But the Air Force defense and secondary going to have its hands full. Anthony Gordon, uh, the senior quarterback for Washington State, 5,228 yards, completes almost 72% of his passes, has thrown 45 touchdowns, but he has had a tendency to throw the ball away as he's thrown 16 interceptions, but they do have six guys, six guys that have over 500 yards uh, receiving this season. Here's what Anthony Gordon had to say about facing Air Force in the bowl game. Uh, you know, they're real disciplined, uh, you know, in Air Force, uh, you know, it goes to show just, uh, you know, they're protecting our country. So they're going to be a real disciplined, uh, real disciplined group. And we're expecting that. We just need to be execute our plays better than they do. I watched bits of that Navy-Army game. It's pretty crazy. It moves quick. So, uh, you know, you got to be, you got to keep your eyes in the right spot and all that. And, uh, you know, I'm confident that our defense is going to come out and play hard and play well against them. All right, there's the senior quarterback from Pacifica, California, who will be off to the Senior Bowl at the end of the season, but should be a fantastic matchup with offenses going to take center stage between Air Force and Washington State again. Friday night, 10-15 Eastern Standard Time kickoff from Phoenix, Arizona in the Cheez-It Bowl. Also coming up next week on New Year's Eve at 3.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, December 31st, number 23 Navy set to face number, not number, but 8-4 Kansas State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, which will be the second appearance all-time for Navy in the Liberty Bowl, the first since 1981. Navy's 24th all-time bowl appearance and 15th in the last 17 season as the Mids have won four of their last five bowl games under coach Ken Niamatololo, whose five bowl wins is the most in Navy history. This will be the first time all-time meeting between Navy and Kansas State and the first Big 12 opponent for the Naval Academy since 2009 when Missouri was then a member of the Big 12 still before going to the SEC. Navy throttling Missouri 35-13 to in the Texas Bowl. But a win for the midshipmen, it would give them an opportunity to finish the season ranked in the AP Top 25 for only the third time in the last 56 seasons. It would also give Navy 11 wins, tying the most in single season history. That obviously when they won 11 back in 2015. But Malcolm Perry going to be the focal point for Kansas State. 804 yards, 1,804 yards rushing this season, a single-season record to go along with 21 touchdowns and 2,831 yards of total offense. Perry needing 117-yard rushing in this game, what will be his last 
in a Navy uniform to set an FBS single-season record for rush yards by a quarterback in a single season. Jordan Lynch from Northern Illinois having that mark from 2013 with 1,920. Here's what Coach Kennedy Amatololo had to say about facing Kansas State coming up uh, on next week on New Year's Eve in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Yeah, really excited to go. Our guys have earned it. You know, grateful for the invitation. Playing a great opponent. You know, Kansas State had, you know, beat Oklahoma, the only team that's beaten somebody in the Final Four. Coach Kleiman is a really good football coach. You know, you know, great history of winning games. Um, our guys are excited. You know, we'll treat this like a normal week. Our guys are going home for Christmas. Then they'll come back. We'll reconvene back in Memphis and start another new week. So we'll get two weeks of practice in and, you know, get ready to go. Well, it's great for our conference. You know, we want to you know, represent our conference well. It's great for our school, great for our program. I mean, great for recruiting. Uh, you know, to play a Big 12 team, like I said, a team that beat Oklahoma, a really good football program. It's, it's win-win, good all the way around. And certainly, Coach Nehemiah excited uh, to have this opportunity playing in the postseason after engineering an, an incredible turnaround as they will take on wild, the Wildcats from Kansas State, a balanced uh, offense uh, that likes to run it, third, 38th in the country with 109 yards rushing per game while they throw it for 185 yards per game as well. Kansas State's won two in a row in five of their last seven, but two of their wins this season, two of their eight wins have come against ranked opponents, that being number five, Oklahoma. Oklahoma 48-41. Oklahoma obviously is playing in the college football playoff. And then they defeated number 23 Iowa State 27-17 in the regular season finale. And first-year head coach Chris Kleiman, who was hired from North Dakota State by Kansas State Athletic Director Gene Taylor, somebody I know well, who was an associate AD at Navy for 15 years. Kleiman won the FCS National Championship four out of five seasons and leading the Bison there at North Dakota State. But an incredible season that Kansas State has had, picked fifth to finish ninth in the Big 12, uh, but, fin- but finished third behind just Baylor and Oklahoma, two teams that had obviously fantastic seasons respectively. They play a lot of freshmen, 55, 59 true freshmen on the roster for Kansas State, eight most in the FBS, and one of those freshmen is kick returner Joshua Youngblood, a wide receiver for the Wildcats who was a high school quarterback. He's returned 13 kickoffs this year, but three of them have been for touchdowns, and he was the first freshman ever to be named Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Year. On offense, dual threat quarterback Skylar Thompson leads the way, 2,191 yards passing. He's thrown 12 touchdowns and only five interceptions, but has run the ball 400 for 402 yards and 10 scores. Offensively on the ground, two grad transfers, James Gilbert coming in from Ball State and Jordan Brown from North Carolina. Uh, they also help uh, spearhead the Kansas State attack. Here's what Coach Chris Kleiman had to say about the unique challenge and the big challenge that his team has in facing the Naval Academy, but, sit, but specifically what Malcolm Perry does under center. It's a real big challenge. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's had us up late at night and doing a lot more game planning um, and probably taking away a little bit from the developmental side of things we want with some of the younger guys. We're practicing all the developmental things but not getting probably as much time uh, watching and reviewing the developmental tape because there's a new formation we're trying to get everybody aligned to. This is foreign territory. Uh, from what I understand, talking to to Coach Bratton, Coach Klein and stuff, boy, we haven't faced this in a long time here. And so um, I'm fortunate Van Malone and Buddy Wyatt were at SMU. And those guys face Navy every year. So we have enough familiarity on our staff, but that's great. What we know is great, but it doesn't matter if you don't know it as a, as a player. And so we've just had to go slow, easy steps. That's why it's so important. Last weekend, we got a little bit of work in. And this finals week, I know these kids got, have a lot on their plate, and we're not out there very long from a practice standpoint. But we have to get a lot of stuff done this week because it is very challenging. And if you're not right uh, with everybody's responsibility and eyes and reads, you guys saw it as well as I do. That quarterback's going to run for 400. And so um, it's a big challenge. 
All right, that's first-year head coach Chris Kleiman from the Kansas State Wildcats. Again, a 3.45 uh, p.m. kickoff on New Year's Eve, Tuesday, December 31st, in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Navy at last check, a two-point favorite, as number 23 Navy will take on 8-4 and four Kansas State. All right, when we come back, our Travis Mannion Foundation Honor Roll segment. You remember where we honor? Remember, a fallen service member who has given the ultimate sacrifice. That's coming up next here on Yards and Stripes. You know, this is a time on the podcast where we honor and remember a, a soldier who has given the ultimate sacrifice. And, you know, as we get ready to celebrate the holidays this week and into the new year, uh, we take this time to remember those who have given that ultimate sacrifice. And thanks so much to the partnership we have with the Tra- Travis Mannion Foundation. Check them out online, travismannion.org, and find out how you can get involved uh, in helping out TMF. And this week, we honor a member, uh, a member of, of the United States Navy, uh, Eric F. Schellenberger, nicknamed Shelley, uh, who was born in Tampa, Florida, 1972, uh, and gave the ultimate sacrifice while serving as a Navy SEAL on May the 7th, 2009. Uh, and Eric Schellenberger, who uh, joined the United States Marine Corps in 1991 after graduating uh, and attending the University of North Carolina on a scholarship, uh, served proudly for nine years, receiving several different kinds of awards and commendations from uh, the Marine Corps, including the Commendation Medal with Combat Distinguishing Service, five C service deployment ribbons while serving in Japan, Somalia, and Sudan, uh, as well as he completed Army Airborne, Army Ranger, and Combat Dive School. But in 2000, he opted to join the Navy SEALs, and he graduated as the honor man, man uh, in his buds class of 2000 or 232. Uh, and he was assigned to SEAL Team 1. And it was on that day in May 7th, 2009, where Eric lost his life uh, in a mini-submarine training exercise off the coast of Washington State. And he proudly served as both a Marine and a Navy SEAL. Uh, And he bravely, willing, accepted the risk inherent in training and carrying out special operations missions. And, you know, as I I mentioned, you know, Eric was uh, a loving son, uh, left behind his mom, dad, stepdad, and two younger brothers, Mark and Jared, who loved uh, and looked up to him so much. And Eric was an avid sports fan uh, and loved his Philadelphia Eagles. And here's uh, some words from his mother, Rhonda Worthington, who uh, joined the um, Shane Challenge in Guatemala in 2015 uh, with the Travis Mannion Foundation. And just what a little bit about her son, but also what the Travis Mannion Foundation means to her and her family uh, as it's given her a way to get involved. My name is Rhonda Worthington, and I'm here for my son, Eric Schellenberger. Eric was um, a special operations chief, a Navy SEAL. Um, He had several missions as a Marine in Somalia, Africa, and as a Navy SEAL, starting with the Gulf War, Iraq, and Afghanistan. I came here not knowing anyone, and I met the most amazing, courageous people, and I am so honored to be here with them. It's going to have a big effect, uh, mainly because I'm going to have a new perspective, I think, on just people in general just appreciating everything that everybody has to offer. The Travis Mannion Foundation is just such an amazing um, organization, first of all, to allow me to even be part of this. I would highly recommend it because I just think that it just it just opens your eyes. It just opens your eyes and just makes everything just seem more alive and different. There are the words of Rhonda Worthington speaking about her son, Eric Schellenberger. Eric, who again was a member of the United States Marine Corps, gave the ultimate sacrifice on May the 7th, 2009. And, you know, we we remember Eric and, and others who have given that ultimate sacrifice and who, as we know, freedom is, is never free. But on, you know, with the holidays here, you know, loved ones who unfortunately cannot be here, um, those who've given that sacrifice and also those who are currently serving. We say thank you to those, and we certainly say happy holidays to the families uh, of those loved ones. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Mannion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the words he spoke before his final deployment. If not me, then who? 
Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Manion Foundation. And through TMF, these words can live in you too. Show the world what you're made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. What a great interview with Coach Calhoun. Appreciate his time here on Christmas week and bowl preparation week. Really appreciate the time with Coach Troy Calhoun from the Air Force Academy a little bit earlier. Uh, and really appreciate all of you listening all season. You know, happy holidays certainly to you and your families, but really appreciate the time that you have spent with us all season. Hopefully you've been here since the beginning. Hopefully you've been here since uh, season one three years ago. And just want to thank you all for downloading, listening, subscribing every single week. Uh, to Yards and Stripes, and you can do that uh, via Apple Podcasts. Just search, search Yards and Stripes. Give us a rating. We'd love five stars. It makes it easier for other college football fans, but certainly Army, Navy, and Air Force fans to find. Again, Yards and Stripes on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Stitcher, Google Play, uh, redcircle.com, and give us a follow on Twitter at Yards and Stripes and like on Facebook. We certainly post every episode right there, but it's just as easy to hit subscribe when you go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to each episode right there. But as I mentioned, would love a, uh, a Christmas gift, so to speak, uh, of, of a nice rating there. Again, uh, it just makes it easier to find and helps increase uh, the, the ability for us to find more college football fans who, who thrive on Service Academy football. Uh, but, you know, from again, for me, just thank you to everybody for your time this season. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with all our servicemen and women uh, this week, as they are all the time. But certainly uh, during the holidays, if you might be away from your family, just appreciate uh, what your service means to our country and, and serving at home, but especially those who are stationed abroad uh, around the globe. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with you as you're away from your family, and our thoughts and prayers are with the family members of those servicemen and women who may not be able to be uh, under around the Thanksgiving tree or at the dinner table uh, for the holidays this week. But, you know, once again, just uh, blessed to have everybody uh, in my life and, and listening every single week. I want to wish you guys all a safe travels out there wherever you may be going for the Christmas holiday for New Year's. Uh, we will be back again with one final episode after the new year to touch on and recap what happened in the bowl games and kind of put a bow on this entire season of Yards and Stripes. So until then, I'm Bryce Atkinson. Again, thank you again to all of you. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, best wishes to you and your family, and safe travels out there. We'll talk again here after the new year. To get more on all things Service Academy football, like Yards and Stripes on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at Yards and Stripes. And as always, you can subscribe to Yards and Stripes on iTunes and Stitcher. Join us again next time for Yards and Stripes Service Academy football.